country and moving to the promised land. Yaga, yaga. You don't really got to stress, my brother. Just take my hand, go into that rainbow country. And we're moving to the promised land. Yaga, yaga. You don't really got to stress, my sister. Just take my hand, I'm gonna bless my temple and be the best that I can be. I'm gonna like a shining star for all of the angels to see yes i love to call on them and they love to answer me why because i'm a son of the most rastafari i listen i see because i'm a son of the most i empress omega i mama eternity rainbow country i'm moving to the promised land oh, yaga, yaga. Just take my hand, go into that rainbow country. I'm moving to the promised land, yaga yo. And you don't really got to stress, my sister. Just take my hand. I fling a fire upon them whole Vatican, and then another one upon them Queen of England. I run go back, down a rum, figo bun, little John, and then I run up to England upon them house of Buckingham. I go cross the ocean. I bond Washington and all them Bushy Bush and all Bill Clinton. I bond them Pentagon and I bond them Taliban. Them the boy, them the right, them the boy, them wrong. I had the fire would have bond them one by one. A time we run, come go bond Babylon and go to that rainbow country. I'm moving to the promised land. Yaga, you don't really got stress from brother. Just take my hand, go into that. I'm a son of the most I empress Omega, I'm a my eternity. Because I'm a son of the most I Jarastafari, I see I put a fire upon them old Vatican. And then another one upon them Queen of England. I run go back down a room. She go bon little John. I run go back to England and bon them house of Buckingham. I sail across the ocean. And I bon Washington. And all them little bushy bush and all them Billy Clinton. I bond them Washington and I bond them Taliban Cause them the boy, them the right, them the boy, them wrong I had the fire, would have bond them one by one Rainbow people, we are born Babylon And go to that rainbow country <laughs> to the promised land yaga, yaga. You don't really got to stress, my brother Just take my hand, go into that rainbow country I'm moving to the promised land
Is this Jesus Camp or what's this? Uh, Jesus Camp is up there with the horns. Oh. Uh, Jesus Camp have horns? Seven trumpets of Jericho. <laughs> the ancient Egyptians used to harvest them and they would dry them out and then they um, like crushed them up like like mortar pestle type thing or whatever. Mm -hmm. And it made this like um, like dry purpley like dust. Guys, we're losing focus. Focus, everyone, focus.
She didn't know what she meant by that. Women are like trees, she said again, and then planted herself in her bed and waited. And I stood in the middle of her room and I looked at her, as if looking out the window at her, seeing all the years she has spent gathering rings around her hips, stretching out sex like a cat towards the sun. And I heard the wind rubbing the leaves together, rubbing the leaves like bodies soft and open. But there was time for the leaves yet while my tongue picked ants off her branches. And the young bird in her nest of hair called to its mother. The young bird in her nest of hair hungry for another wet meal. While beneath us, along her feet, the children played hide and seek. The wind was blowing harder now as the strongest leaves let go and brushed against their bare feet. And women are like trees, she said, <clears throat> as her strongest leaves let go. And all was weakness, necessary weakness. 
And women are like trees. Whisper. As the axe got into her middle. Women are like trees. Whisper. As the sap flowed into the womb. Women are like trees. She whispered. As the wind swayed her back and forth along the weakness. As her branches bent down to dip into the water. As her strongest leaves, they crumpled under the joy of the children. She whispered. As the young bird in her nest of hair cried out its new wet wings and called to its mother that it would find a meal of its own.
He's a pirate. Yeah, that's yeah. what I said. He's that's a pirate. Rips and mass and social fabrics collapsing. The wind blows upon an ember that's everlasting. We're standing at the crossroads clashing. Food, the greatest strategy used in the ongoing battling. The shit got us asking what the planetary plan is while we jamming and deeply examine. Why is there famine? Families stammering for nourishment while elite seats play populations like a game of backgammon. The scandal is endless. They throw in peace on a threat list. Poverty's causing death threats. Yo, are you deaf yet? Well, get set. Concentrated camps that ain't quite dead yet. Welcome to the woods, blood redneck. Becoming POWs through high-tech credit checks. Get the catch? Some serious shit, yes. So ingest, digest, and keep all eyes open. And don't forget the scrolls that kept the part apart in oceans. Cause when these motionless minds hit rhythm, focus with timeless vision, omens and signs are given in this tumultuous time we live in. Open the sky's the limit, forces combine, we bring it, so is the wine, we sip it. Moments arrive, so live it. of night I didn't realize you were lost but there I stood like a brother long lost but back from the war when you opened up your door I need a friend you told me I've come across the great divide And you ran through the night You didn't stop till you You shouted out, set me free. Show me the light. I need to dance, need the moon tonight. And be who I was meant to be. Please help me.
Behind the clothes that cover me aches a heart that forgets the sea. I think whatever friends there be, trusting when I'd otherwise flee. In the strong clutch of weight and bone, oh how I cried and wailed alone. But the pains of time turned to stone, and I to carry on and roam. It matters not the things you say, nor how you choose to do your way. It's how you make one feel today, for we to mold then turn to clay.
It reminds me of a line from a friend of mine in the, in the Bay Area called Midnight, Midnight Ice. He said, uh, he said, he's 19, he's a young guy. He says the spoken word movement is not a movement, it's a soundtrack to the movement. And that's that movement we're all about right now, I call the worldwide insurrection coming. There are bees and trees and squirrels and things, and people playing frisbee in the park. There's hurt and heartache and uncertainty, and finding your way in the dark. But on these sunny days, with the wind rushing past and emerald green leaves in your face, it's undeniable the joy we feel by just running in this strange human race. Oh, but it's not like that, my big family, because despite what you are told, life's not a question of competition or what's been bought or sold. Instead, I say it's a miasma of memories new and old, of sweet stolen looks and babbling brooks, of flecks of silver and gold. Yes, it's these moments we collect and truly live in that matter most overall, that your hair cut or that wing knot, or who can rise most tall. So be in it, because what else to do? I say you won't regret taking the time to truly live. That's something we all forget.
So um, this book is called The Mysticism of Sound and Music, and it's by a, a famous old Indian philosopher. And the chapter that I've been Sufi. reading is um, called The Magnetism of Beans and Objects. And this first passage really resonates to me because I've been eating so much wonderful food over the past days. And it's uh, personally, it's, it really hits on how I feel about cooking. In preparing a thing, not one not only puts one's magnetism into it, but the voice of one's soul is produced in the thing one prepares. For instance, it is not difficult for an intuitive person to feel in the food that comes before him the thoughts of the cook. Oh. It is not only the grade of evolution of the cook that is produced in it, but also what the cook was thinking at that particular time. If the cook is irritated while cooking, if he or she is grumbling or sighing, if he or she is miserable, wretched, all that is prepared in the food that comes before you. It is the knowledge of this fact which made the Hindus accept a high caste Brahmin as a cook. That person was taken as a cook whose evolution was great, whose life was pure, whose thoughts were elevated. It is not a custom of the past, it is a custom even of today. The Brahmin who is sometimes the guru, the teacher of other castes, may also be the cook. Beside this, in ancient times, when human psychology was keenly observed in all one did, Every person, 
whatever his rank or position in life, was equipped for cooking and preparing dishes for himself and for his friends. A great mark of appreciation and affection was shown by people who invited some relations or friends to their house by placing before them dishes that they themselves had prepared. It was not the dish, it was the thought that was put into it.
Welcome again to Muddy Boots. My name is Triangular Donut Tenali. And you've just heard the A-side of Totally High Holy Rainbow Colored Spirit Hawk of Awakened Manifestation, Part 7. We're exploring my collection of field recordings made at Rainbow Gatherings over the last 20 years or so. For a playlist and notes, check out muddybootsradio.org and be sure to subscribe to the show too, wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to and or download more Rainbow Gathering field recordings at soundsfromtherainbow.org. You can find previous installments of this Rainbow Thematic series, parts 1 through 7, at either muddybootsradio.org or soundsfromtherainbow.org slash podcasts. I invite you to continue wandering the trail of sound by hopping on over to the B-side. See you there. I said, would you like to go on a date? And she's like, okay, but I don't want just to be a date date. <laughs> a date date date. I don't know. Maybe a date to the fourth power. How does it work? I don't know. I went on a date. I figured it out. Basically, no date date translated to, I was paying for dinner, but I'm not getting any kissing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But you got to translate differently for men and women because we lie differently. I'll give you some examples. For example, if a sister says, I'm sorry, I have a boyfriend. This means, and you're not attractive enough to risk losing him. (laughs) 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 On the other hand, if a brother says, I'm sorry, I have a girlfriend, this means, and she's right over there by the fire. (laughs) (laughs) 
Meet you at Pop Corner in an hour. If a sister says, I can't see you anymore, you're like a brother to me now. This means you no longer turn me on, but I still need you around to fix my car. If a brother says, you're like a sister to me now, this means, oh, I still want to hang out with you, I just don't want anybody to know about it. And finally, if a brother says, I'm sorry, if a sister says, I want to take things slow, this means I'm going to take all the anger and resentment I had towards my ex-lovers and focus it on you. That's right, be prepared for six months of slow, methodical, passive-aggressive sexual torture. I want to take things slow. This means there is something unidentifiable on my genitals. <laughs> yeah, I figure about three to five days. <laughs> take care, you guys. Thank you.
All right, we're doing the hug center, so let's stay on the paper. I know this area really well. nests in a wound woven web one of suppressed unexpressed and relentless ebbs in the flow of the mind it lifts while sitting it drifts while gripping the toe tipping of time in the night lid blinded eyes perceive dream scenes they follow unconscious string they unravel the most revealing order of things. Raffle drawing retrieves, slipped up the sleeve, leaves limitless winning possibilities for the million memories that all start shape-shifting when you're asleep lost and drifting and shifting in and out of limitless unpredictability sneaking beneath the restrictions of time and space and laughing at the definition between any which place. We are the glimmer and the gleam. We are the scissors and the seam. We play things. We can be anything. We can be the twinkle of eyes or the smile on your face. We can be the last trace of the chalk hopscotch that the rains never seem to erase. We are the color of bubbles and the shape of stars. We can be created out of whatever have you, 
and wherever it happens that you are. And so you see, my human dream beings, the answer is not something which can be explained or seen. The answer is always what you make believe.
Now we're going to do a little story. This is a participation story. It's called The Good Heart of Thunderpants. You have to have help me do it. It's a peace story. So there's some sound effects in it. So you're going to help me do all the sound effects. First sound effect is, we hope nobody's actually doing this, or maybe somebody can. Somebody just about to go off to sleep. You hear that? Next sound effect is somebody sucking on a magic pacifier. Hear that? Good. That's good. That next sound effect, we all have to be very serious actors and actresses to do this one. We know for a fact that there are hungry people in the world today. Fairly hungry children, some of whom have not eaten. So they're weak and they're softly, softly crying themselves to sleep. So it sounds like this. Let's hear that. Very good. Next thing is pacifier. Putting out your hands, flying across the sky. Ready? Come on. Swooping down with your cape. On the count of three. This is the audience participation part. Great feast, celebration, and party as loud as you wish. One, two, three. Other kids seriously now crying in a nearby land. Pacifier. Flying over to see what the trouble is. The next one, Golding. No, no, no. Ready? No, no, no. You can do that a little louder. No, no, no. That's good. Next thing is bye-bye. Pacifier. Gathering up stars. Throwing them like frisbees. Sticking one in the corner. Pacifier. Going off to sleep. Oh. And the very last one of this story, three beats of the heart. Ready? Bum, 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 bum. Okay, here we go. Hey, guys, I know a girl whose nickname is Thunderpants because she has lightning bolt stickers on the side of her diaper. <laughs> hey, Thunderpants, what are you doing? I'm practicing to grow bigger. Well, as you can see, Thunderpants is one of the smartest girls in the whole world. Not only is she smart, she's good-hearted, which may explain why she was chosen to get a magic pacifier. Well, anyway, one night when she was sucking on her pacifier, just about to go off to sleep, she heard the faint weeping of little children on the other side of the earth. Why are they crying, Thunderpants? They're crying because they're hungry and don't have enough to eat. And so, with the aid of her pacifier, Thunderpants flew across the sky. While she was flying, she thought there was lots of extra food everywhere, so she swooped down with her cape. Now with a great feast, celebration, and party. But even while they were feasting and celebrating, she heard some other kids crying in a nearby land. Faster than anything, she flew over to see what the trouble was. Now when she got there, the kids told her why they were crying was because the parents, the adults, had gotten into a war and were fighting and squabbling over land and other possessions. And so Thunderpants gathered the warring adults together scolded them for not learning to share and love one another like they were always telling the kids to do. No, no, no! And they were so ashamed of themselves, they dug a great big deep hole, pushed all their bombs, bombs, guns, and tanks in there, covered them over with dirt, and made peace. There was a great peace celebration. Now they came to Thunderpants and they said, Thunderpants, you're our hero. And she smiled, she said, I'm not your hero, I'm your shero. Yeah! <laughs> All the feminists in the audience. Now, feeding the hun hungry and stopping wars was hiring work, so she said goodbye to her new friends. Bye! <laughs> Stuck her pacifier in her mouth. Zoomed across the night sky. <laughs> Gathered up stars and threw them like frisbees. 
down to each house below so that every kid could have a nightlight. Then she zoomed into her room, stuck the one star she'd saved for herself in the corner, stuck her pacifier in her mouth, slipped into a dream, filled with all the good deeds she was going to do with her magic pacifier, and with her good heart, bum, 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 bum. which is, after all, the most potent magic yeah. of all. Yeah. 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 How about a song about positive people standing up, holding hands together, singing songs and saving the land? A woman came up to me after a show in Eugene, Oregon last year. She told me if you look at a map of Kentucky, eastern Kentucky, it looks like the moon. If you look on Google Maps, because they've blown the tops off of so many mountains to extract the coal. And, um, so she asked me if I'd write a song for it, and that's what this song is. There's a place not far from here, just a ways up in the hills, where the folks face to live that old time way. Where mama cleans the kitchen, and daddy cleans the deer, and music is the game all the children
Bigger knowledge faded to appear in circles, spirals, ghosts of former understandings. Jokes that fall flat because you've had to have seen them. Oh, my urn of ashes for those questions. Feed my smile with your faded glory. Leave a clue for future researchers to find. Thank you. 
They say laughter is the best medicine. Where's your stance on recreation? Ha 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 Cool. Thanks for that thought. Thanks for that thought. Appreciate it. We love you. Loving you. Yeah, love you too. Love you a lot, man. I'm not so much in the World peace. Everybody together. World peace. One, two, three. What is this rainbow gathering? What's it all about? And so I just turn them and say, go to the Unitarians and turn left. Now, some of you might remember this song from the Missouri <laughs> Gathering, and please join in. Just a couple of lines. Help the kids sing, right? Just singing our song.
If you know the kind of person I am, and I don't know the kind of person you are, a pattern that others have made may prevail in the world, and following our wrong God home we may miss our star. For there is many a small betrayal in the mind, a shrug that lets the fragile sequence break, sending with shouts the horrible errors of childhood out to storm through the broken dike. And as elephants parade, holding each elephant's tail, but if one wanders, the circus won't find the park. I call it cruel and perhaps the root of all cruelty to know what occurs but not recognize the fact. And so I appeal to a voice, something shadowy, a remote important region in all who talk. Though we could fool each other, let us reconsider, for the parade of our mutual lives may be lost in the dark. The messages we give, yes or no or maybe, should be clear. The darkness around us is deep. Burning 
Hello, it's 6 o'clock and it's time for the Joke Workshop at Mutiny Radio. Say hello, everybody. Say hello, everybody. Welcome, welcome. Yay! Uh, Because we have a small list, we're going to have everyone get five minutes. At four minutes, you'll hear this. I'll try to do it on a punchline, like Pam does. Oh, I'm Lauren Kraut. I'm your host for this evening. And on the board, over here, please give a warm welcome to Scotto on the board, doing the ones and ones and twos. Yay. Okay, we have a good lineup tonight. Everybody give a warm welcome for Newman Shake, number one comedian coming up for the stage. Yay. Come on, give a warm welcome. Thanks, guys. Happy Monday. Um... A little bit about me, uh, I don't have a lot of Indian friends because uh, I like to feel special about myself. But uh, me and my token Indian friend, we were talking recently and he was like, Newman, I want to get in touch with Indian culture. And I was like, yeah, man, you should go for it. And uh, the next time I met him, he had an Indian accent, which he didn't have before. That was new. And I don't know, man, I feel like having an Indian accent to be part of it part of Indian culture is like sexually harassing women to be part of Italian culture. Like that's not how that works, you know? And so I asked him like why he was talking like that. And uh, he said he was starting a yoga class to seem authentic to white people. And I was like, that's just great marketing right there. Like, I'll be honest, if this entire audience was white right now, I'd be doing an Indian accent. Like right now, it'd be very different. Yeah, no. another thing about Indian people is, like, we're not seen as, like, traditionally attractive in, like, media. And I think that's really unfair. Because I was talking to, like, one of my gay friends recently. And he was like, Newman, I really like hairy men. And I was like, you'll love my uncles, you know? Like, that's... Yeah, um, my friend's girlfriend died recently. And I wanted to comfort him. But, like, all I could come up with was, like, hey, man, there's plenty of fish in the sea. Yeah, he didn't like that. Um, I feel like astrology is getting out of hand right now. Like, my friend, she got a DUI recently. And her excuse was, I'm just an Aries. And I was like, I'm pretty sure you're an alcoholic, Jan. I don't know what sign that is, but it's not a good one. 
Like, I feel like we're getting to a point where, like, astrology is going to be used like, a legal defense. Like, there will be lawyers in court. Like, you know what? My client did kill eight people. Because that's just what happens when you're a fire sign. Mercury is in retrograde. It's just what happens. Um, I don't think I can, like, really share things with my parents anymore. Like, I can't call my mom and be like, you know what? I had a spoonful of peanut butter for lunch today. Because I spent too much money on Molly. Like, that's where my life is right now. Um, They're getting rid of abortion, and that sucks. And I think if they are going to get rid of abortion, I think they should also get rid of child labor laws. Like, if they're going to force a woman to have a kid, I think she should get her money's worth. You know what I mean? Like, put that mistake in the factory where it belongs. Um... Yeah. Um, I'm part of Gen Z, but I think Gen Z and millennials are pretty much the same, you know? Like, we're really progressive and, like, really poor. Like, I think the only difference between, like, Gen Z and millennials, I feel like millennials grew up dreaming about buying a house, only to be really disappointed. And then I grew up being like, wow, I really want a dishwasher. You know, that would be a nice thing to have. Um, I feel like the Apple screen time feature, that's a weird feature on your phone. Because that's a feature that makes you feel bad about using the product too much. Like, no other company can get away with that. Like, McDonald's can't have a thing where they're like, if you come here more than three times a week, we're going to call you a fat fuck. You know, that's not <laughs> something they can do. Um, I got a girlfriend recently. And yeah, it's cool. Um, I'm learning a lot from her, mostly because she's in her 60s. Like, I'm learning so much about arthritis in the Vietnam War. It's great. Yeah, and no, I think, no, it's a good thing. Like, I think we complete each other in a way. Like, I bring, like, energy and youth, and she brings money. So that's really nice. But I don't think this relationship's going to be long-term, though, mostly because I don't think she's going to last long-term. And also, like, she wants me to choke her in bed, and I'm not a strong person, but neither are, like, old women next, you know, so it's, it's weird. Okay. All right, I think that's all I have to try today. Give it up for your hosts, guys. Yay, Newman. I forgot to say before that we uh, can give feedback if anybody wants it, and after the jokes. Uh, Newman, did you want feedback? Yeah? Anybody have anything to say? You can go up to the microphone, please. I had one too, Newman. Um, on a couple of the ones that you said with my uncles, um, you, there's an opportunity for you to get more um, fun out of it go get more specific with it like uncle harry is hairy or you know like that just um go on with it and also with the i wanted to say do more with the share with parents other things that you share with them or don't want to share with them and i love the fat fuck line in the 60s with the older lady that was great anybody else have any comments yes go ahead come up to the mic please if there's a standing mic
I thought you were very funny. I wanted to hear you do an impression of your friend doing a fake Indian accent. I thought that would be nice. <laughs> Sorry. And then I, um, like Lauren said, like you do a really good job. You have good jokes and you have clean delivery. But if you expand into those a little bit more, those are just a little bit of like more examples could just really, you know, make it where people can't breathe. Because those are really good starters. And then if you just keep going and going and going, hitting it, hitting it, hitting it. So what Lauren said exactly. And I'm just uh, backing it up because I value exactly what I say. And I need to have a microphone and I'm very lonely. So thank you very much. All right, thanks very much. Give it up for Newman. Yay! Your next comedian coming to the stage. Please give it up for Charlie Moore. Is the mic working? There we go. Hell yeah. I've never figured out how to get this, and when I pull it off the stand, it usually breaks. So, what's up? Uh, born and raised in San Francisco. San Francisco is a very white city. San Francisco is so white that growing up, all of my black friends were Indian. <laughs> yeah. My nickname in high school was Monica, which is what it sounds like when Indian kids say, my nigga. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> I fell in love with a girl from a yearbook earlier this afternoon. I was digging through the atlas and I found this yearbook and I see this girl and she is gorgeous. And it broke my heart when I realized that she and I would never 69 because this was the class of 69. Yeah, I was so in love with her. I started trying to find everything I could find about her. I looked for her Instagram, no Instagram. Look for her Facebook, no Facebook. The only place I could find this girl's profile was the local obituary and that was sad. Very sad. <laughs> All right, stick to Indian jokes. Got it. <laughs> um, I was reading this article earlier. This guy got sentenced to five years in prison and had to register as a sex offender for streaking at the World Series. I think that's ridiculous, right? Like five years in prison for streaking at the Little League World Series? That is ridiculous, right? <laughs> Like, I don't know, I'm Gen Z. I've been watching porn since I was nine years old. The only thing that old man is giving those kids is realistic expectations. That's all he's doing. Uh, I played Division Three basketball. There's three levels to college basketball, for those of you who don't know. There's Division One, which is sponsored by Gatorade. Division Two, which is sponsored by Powerade. And Division Three, which is sponsored by Financial Aid. I love it. But I don't know, sometimes I'm salty. Like the only reason I'm not playing Division I basketball with my height and size is because I refused to listen to my racist swimming coach when he told me to quit swimming. That finally worked, yay. Yeah, like I don't know, it's just annoying to me. We actually, we did play against the Division I team. And to be honest, it was a fun game. We're pretty good. Like we only lost by 17 points. We played the University of Vermont women's team, but that, yeah, like Division Three is the only level of college basketball where at halftime the players work the concession stand. Yeah. Uh, I like to date girls who had shitty ex-boyfriends before me because when I treat them like the queen they are, they act like a once-broke rapper that just moved into a mansion. It's like an episode of MTV Cribs. She's like, hey, girl, remember, blah, 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 I forget. Yeah. I don't know. She's always, they're always flexing their stuff. They're like, hey, hey, check the neck. Check the neck. Bruise free. <laughs> I'm a good guy. Don't worry. 
Uh, I think one of the cool things about growing up is we learned to be proud of the things we were insecure about as kids. Like me, I was always ashamed of being like the whitest black guy ever. And it's not like I was ever ashamed of my white half or anything, white power. It's just that, it's just that as I've gotten older, I don't know, I've realized that when cartoons need a white character to say the N-word, I can be that guy who does it. That's all it is. Um, I think I'm finally over my ex-girlfriend at this point. Yeah, I think I'm finally over her, and I'm pretty cool. Like, I didn't even smile back at her when she smiled at me in my dream last night. I didn't. Like, I don't know. Did I arrange a threesome with one girl who kind of looked like her and another girl who had the same name as her just so I could appropriately say her name during sex? No. That'd be weird, right? Like, I haven't even thought about her in three months. We haven't even talked in three months. 29 days. I think it was like three hours and nine seconds last time I checked. Uh, no, like it's been a very long time since her funeral, to be quite honest. So, all right, some of these jokes are just sad and not true. Uh, what do I want to try? Uh, I was a weird kid growing up. Uh, I think I'm still growing up, but one of the things that helped me is I took this online douchebag course that taught me that the easiest way to seem cool is just to do things to the side. For instance, if I want to seem cool to you guys, I'll take my head to the side take my mouth to the side, lean to the side, and start talking out of my ass. That's all I'll do. All right, that one sucked. Thank you guys so much. Appreciate you. Charlie Moore, everybody. Yay. Anybody, ha did you have anyone get feedback? Anybody have any feedback? <laughs> Mark? Mic check, one, two. Hello. Hello, hello. Okay, so I like that you went back with the... Um, the dead chick, that was good. <laughs> and I think that it's though, this is gonna sound douchey because I didn't take the same course you did, mm -hmm. but I didn't feel like there was really a punchline with the um, her being in the obituary. I, I understand that is kind of funny and, and inherently, but then you, you could kind of like go into the fact like now you're a necrophiliac, right? Mm. Or at least now that you, now you maybe you feel like one. Even if even if you don't go with the necrophiliac thing, I still think that there's such, there's more to that that you can you can add yeah. um, to the beginning of it, and then the fact that you bring it back at the end is really cool. So it's like I, I think that joke is funny. Yeah, it has legs, and Sweet. then I think you should expand on the um, the Monica. Mm -hmm. I'd make sure I really said that white and not Indian. The the the, the uh, that that joke and being expand on being an SF native because there's not a lot of them in comedy, especially. You know, at this point in, in Sage in the Game. So, mm -hmm. overall, it's great, dude. You're awesome. Thanks. Anybody else have any comments? Oh, my notes were about the Little League joke. Um, I like it when you specifically harp in on someone to tell you whether it's fair or unfair because yeah. it kind of puts them in a position where then you're like, ah, Little League World Series. And also, I lost Little League the actual wording a little bit just because mm -hmm. it was so fast and to the side so Slow it down. still enunciate it yeah. but but make it obviously yeah yep. anybody else have any comments Woo. no okay thanks very much charlie moore everybody your next comic coming to the stage, please give a warm welcome, everybody, to Katema Casilva. Yay! Four more years. Four more years. Oh, what's up, y'all? How's everybody doing? 
Cool, man. I like, <laughs> yeah, we're all high as fuck right now. Uh, give it up for all the comics, especially me. We're trying some new material. This is, you got to be brave to come up here with some new material. Uh, this is a new bit that I'm working on. You know, men, we run the world. Let's be honest. We got banks, Chase Banks, Wells Fargo, Bank of America. That's some manly fucking shit. I think women should have their own banks. And I, I'm coming up with the name, but what do you think of these names? The Yas Bank. The Queen's Bank, right? Also, like, if you got a checking account or a saving account, it's not going to be called checking or saving account. It's going to be called tight pussy account. Okay, that didn't work, see? Uh, here's my impression of the devil laughing. <laughs> I don't like bubble baths. I just, I, I just don't like bubble baths. And there's a story behind it because uh, I was seven years old and I was taking a bubble bath, right? I had the bubbles, I had like, like street sharks. Yeah, right? I'm having a good time. I'm seven years old. My mom kicks the door and she throws up, right? My mom's an alcoholic. There's fucking red wine on my fucking face while I'm taking a bubble bath. I'm like, ah, right? And my mom's an alcoholic. And I, like, she overcame it, which is good. You know, let's give it up for my mom not drinking anymore. It's good. But uh, she was really bad, especially on my birthday. I like chocolate cake. My mom didn't give me a chocolate cake for my birthday. She got me rum cake instead, right? And she also misspelled my name. I was like, what the fuck, mom? Like, that's not cool. Okay. That didn't work. That's awesome. Okay. I thought that was going to be the hitter. Okay. Uh, I was in Tijuana, and I, I went to a bar. I went to a couple strip clubs. You know, that's what I like to do for fun. And uh, there was a Mexican cartel guy sitting right next to me, right? And uh, we were cool. We had both Bandelo, Negro. You know, we had a good time. And we're smoking, chilling. And uh, he started talking about religion. And I was like, oh, that's cool. Whatever you want to believe in, man. That's cool. Uh, but, you know, I believe women should have their own rights. And he, he looked at me, he's like, oh, I, I agree, but I don't, I, I don't think women should get an abortions. I was like, dude, you're a fucking cartel gangster. What the fuck are you talking about? You kill people for fun. Like, I don't, I don't get it. Like, okay, what's better? Cartel. Uh, let's try a little bit of crowd work. What are three things that you would sell at a pawn shop? Anybody? A watch? Guitar? A phone? Pussy. That's Tijuana, but okay, that's close enough. Uh, I don't like when people say, oh, I manifest and everything's going to work out. I'm a manifest brain power. I'm going to start manifesting the, those people who keep saying that shit to me. Just get the fuck away from me. Like, I like positive energy, but get the fuck away from me. Like, take that shit somewhere else. Also, like, here's another thing about myself I don't like. I don't like getting compliments. I hate compliments. I just don't. And, like, when women give me compliments, like, hey, handsome. In my mind, I'm like, what the fuck do you want, bitch? Like, I'm not buying you a drink. Leave me alone. Like, that's like, I'm like, leave me alone. Bye. But you know who gives the best compliments? Gay black men. I was in Oakland, and this, this African man was like, hey, hey, Tarzan. I'm like, oh, my God, me? You're talking about me? Oh, shit, thanks. <laughs> Ooh, hey. Hey, stop touching me. <laughs> stop. <laughs> okay, that kind of worked. Mexican um, cartel. Oh, this is, Okay. Where can you find a gay assassin? In the closet. I know, sorry. I had to. I had to. <laughs> These are all high jokes, though. You know. I was kidnapped once. It's, it's, it was scary. But they were nice. You know, they had, like, Sega. They got Capri Sun and shit. And they had the ransom letter. And I, I snuck out and looked at the ransom letter. And I looked at the guy. I was like, hey, man, uh, you, you misspelled my name. It's actually C-U, not Q-U. <laughs> He's like, shut the fuck up. I'm like, oh, okay. Okay, no. You guys are not with that. 
Thank you. Queens Banks. Let's okay, we did that. I don't want people to say. I I think I'm pretty oh yeah, I think I'm I'm pretty good. Thank you guys so much. Yeah. Please critique me so I can get better. Don't be a wuss. Be honest. Go ahead, Charlie. Anybody have feedback, Mark? Yeah, I got something just real quick. Uh, you said Yas Bank. Yeah. Queens uh, Bank. Queens Bank. And then yeah, you should I think you should Yas Queen. Oh, so that is the group of three, right? But God bless. It was great. You're amazing. I love you. Okay. Yes, bang. Charlie? Against abortions is a really funny premise. And I think there's a joke to be made about how, like, he would rather women keep the baby so he can blow them up in the hospital (laughs) or something like that. Okay. Blow up the babies. Okay. Oh, okay, so, so wait 20 years, wait 20 years, kill the baby. <laughs> Anybody else, please, please, please. The bubble bath and your mom, there was something there with the chocolate cake and the rum cake. I don't know, I thought you could develop it and explore it more because it was a very interesting story. You want me to like sell it like, you gotta smell that chocolate cake, yeah, you know, like, the, 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 what do you mean, like, try to like... Well, I don't know. Maybe there's a there's a joke between about it being in not chocolate but rum, mm-hmm. and how that affected you. Oh. Oh, a rum oh yeah. There you go. A rum bottle and the cake. Anybody else? Please, please help me out. Rum. Oh, okay. So Okay, uh, uh, so. Oh, uh, okay, okay, okay. I like that. I was thinking more like, okay, like you know, I said, oh, well, here's my impression of the devil laughing, <laughs> right? And then I do another bit, blah 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 blah, and then I go to the side, <laughs> and like, well, I, I, don't, I don't know, but I like what you're doing. Like instead of Mar, I could do some me. I gotta write more devil jokes, but you inspire me. I'll write more, you know. Uh, Hell Satan, I don't know, I guess. <laughs> okay. Uh, anybody else? Please, please. Anyone be, else? Be mean. No. I don't care. You can say I'm fat. I don't care. Just tell me what. Okay, you guys no? are such, All a, right. such a San Francisco crowd. All right, I love <laughs> it. All right, y'all. My name is Quad Thelma. Peace. Thank you. Yay. Good day, Mark. Yay. Next comedian coming to the stage, please give a warm welcome to Siobhan. Nadan, did I say that? Hi guys. I'm going to be telling a lot of jokes today. Sorry, I try to do my Indian accent. How y'all got doing? You know, on the way here, um, this homeless guy tried to stop me. I was like, what's up, man? He's like, yo. You got some toilet paper? So I just gave him a dollar bill. Because obviously I didn't have toilet paper on me. But then he got really upset, you know? He's like, I asked for toilet paper. And then he just wiped his ass with, you know, the dollar bill. And then I was really high. I thought to myself, man, I was like, man, why are humans the only species that require toilet paper? Right? 
How nervous do we get after taking a fat ass 